السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم جميعا أيها المستمعين والمستمعات Beloved listeners of Radio Islam International and welcome back to Hayatun Tayyiba with myself, Mali Mashakira Hanja Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah It is our Wednesday Tadabbur fi ayati rahmani Where we are pondering over the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For the year 2024, we've begun the year looking at depression and anxiety in the life of the in the light of the quran and the verses of the quran the hadith so last week we looked at the underlying causes or causes of uh, anxiety and depression today inshallah we are moving on and we are looking at the ayat that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about in the quran and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directs us to the understanding of how these in uh, you know the, these challenges are so intrinsically correlated to the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the life that Allah has given us so we start off by the first promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is that Allah tells us A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Ya ayyuhal nasu qad jaatkum maw'idhatum min rabbikum wa shifa'un lima fis sudur Allah says in Surah Yunus, Allah says, O mankind, admonition has come to you from your Lord, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also shifa'un lima fis sudur, an admonition, sorry, a healing for that which is in your heart. Now here Allah describes the Quran as a mo'idah, an admonition, and Allah describes it as a shifa as well. One is Allah speaks about the healing that is that is not just a healing. He says, so when you think of shifa, when you think of cure, you think of cure for the body, cure for the mind, cure for anything. But Allah specifically says shifa un lima fis suduri, that it is a cure for that which is in the heart. And where is anxiety found? Anxiety is found predominantly in the heart, inside of the heart. Unrest that we feel, the feeling of turbulence, the feeling of worry, this constant feeling of, you know, I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what is happening. Here when Allah tells you this word, shifa'un lima fis sudur, a cure for that which is in the heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that a remedy has come to Allah to protect our hearts from the very discussion that we are speaking about and that is the anxiety and to cure us from all the reasons that lead us to anxiety. Now this is an incredibly important point. A lot of times people say, but I recite the Quran and I still have anxiety. I still, I'm still action, uh, anxious. And so what happens is because we do not understand that the Quran is there to remove the reason that you are feeling anxiety. So first, the Quran has to attack and has to remove those things. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows it to become this, you know, the, the protection that it is from anxiety and from unrest. This is a promise. I'm going to repeat that. This is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, many of you might think, well, what is the credibility of this promise? You know, I've seen this everywhere. I've seen this promise. I've read this ayah, but I still am not getting this from the Quran. I'm still anxious. I'm still worried about my children's future. I'm still worried about my marriage. I'm still worried about this, this, and that. And so we have to understand, inshallah, we are going to go into these promises and how Allah answers it later on. But what we have to first understand that because it is a promise of Allah, there is no doubt in it. This is your first 
and it was the important point of coming to understanding uh, anxiety and depression from the, in the light of the Quran in the Hadith is the certainty that you must have on the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Allah gives us another ayah and we, last week I did discuss the second ayah but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, our show that we have, Hayatun Tayyiba, was inspired from this very ayah when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem, man amila saliham min dhakarin aw utha wa huwa mu'min, wa huwa mu'minun falanuhiyannahu hayatan tayyibah. وَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And Allah says that anyone who acts rightly, whether it is a male or a female, being a believer, we will give them a good life and we will recompense them according to the best of what they have done. Now Allah speaks about حَيَاتٌ طَيِّبَيَا And حَيَاتٌ طَيِّبَيَا is what our show is about, right? And so Allah says that when you act rightfully as a believer, and you listen to the, the commands of Allah, the instructions of Allah, you implement them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give that person a good life. Now, let's pause for a second and let's think about this, this troublesome Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is a good life? What is hayatun tayyibah? When you and I say we want a good life, everybody's focus is I want a good life. I want a good life. And the, if you ask any person, they will tell you that a good life is a life when your heart is free from anxiety, unrest, and all the causes of anxiety and unrest and fear. And so if you don't have fear in your life, you're not anxious, you just don't have this worry all the time, that is a good life, regardless of appearances, regardless if you're a poor person, regardless if you're a wealthy person, because if you, you might have the best of homes, the biggest of homes, you might have the most successful of jobs, and yet, subhanAllah, yet if you do not have a heart that is not filled with unrest, you are in reality still a person who is not having a good life, irrespective of the external trappings. And so, subhanAllah, um, when, it, it, when a person has security and you have joy in your heart, it doesn't matter whether then if you have abundant wealth, it doesn't matter whether you have plentiful or if you have little bit of wealth, it makes no difference because the inner self is at a point where they are calm and they are content. And you ask any person, subhanAllah, who's going through anxiety, they will tell you, I don't care, I can give you all the things I own. I just want my heart to be calm. I just want to remove the anxiety that I'm going through. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, you know, promising us something here. He is promising us that when you are, when you are, uh, you know, you are looking for this, this life that is good, then you have to do a few things. And Allah reiterates this promise in another ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directs us. And remember today, we are looking at these ayat, we are examining these ayat, and we are looking at the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get and to gain this life that doesn't have anxiety. Now Allah, you know, gives us a very important uh, um, guide here. And this is in Surah Al-An'am. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, that there are people, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن وهم محتدون This is a huge ayah when it comes to the worry and the challenges that we face as a nation here in South Africa particularly but generally in the entire world. Allah says الذين آمنوا They are those who have faith but he says that they do not mix up their faith with any wrongdoing. They have iman and they don't mix that iman with any kind of wrongdoing. And here Allah uses the word zulm. 
that you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says walam yalbisu imanahum bidhulmin they don't actually dress up their faith with any kind of wrongdoing so Allah says when you do that when you have iman and you are not mixing that iman with wrongdoing ulaika lahumul amn Allah will grant safety for those people and Allah will grant guidance so this means that Allah is you're not using your iman your faith for your for your own benefit you are not you know using your, your your faith to follow your own desires and that Allah's promise here is safety and subhanallah the root of a lot of anxiety is the fear that we have of being unsafe the fear that we have of, of who is going to take care of us and there's so many different you know uh, so many different factors and elements of anxiety is based on the worry that we have and here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that you get aman you get safety when you have faith that has no wrongdoing mixed with that faith, right? And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is explaining to us the value of safety here. The safety that we have, that feeling of complete safety, that, that is, it, and you all know the value of it in a human life. And so if a person has money, and, and if we look at the world right now, people are going through so much of challenges when it comes to safety we have kidnappings you know becoming the norm of the day we have shootouts we have hijackings we have all of these things that are it seems so common so people who have the more money you get the more susceptible you are to being kidnapped to being hijacked subhanallah right and so money on its own cannot achieve safety knowledge also cannot bring safety and so subhanallah what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that the only one who created safety is the one who created the heart which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where does the safety reside in in the heart who created that very heart is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who can bring the safety to the heart irrespective of external conditions if safety is spread to the heart the means of happiness would be achieved now if you can understand that this promise is aman, they are those people who gain safety and if you ask any person who's been through kidnapping and hijacking the unrest that they feel the worry that they constantly feel of something happening you will see that they will do anything in the world to get that that safety people spend hundreds of thousands of rands and dollars and euros to make sure they have the best technology so that they are protected and they have every kind of you know illusion of safety so that they can make their hearts feel calm but yeah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us no irrespective of what you do if you don't have safety in your heart you don't truly have safety and Allah says I will give this feeling of safety to people who have faith and they don't mix up their faith with any wrongdoing subhanallah they do not mix up their faith with any wrongdoing so this this means that those people who they don't exploit their iman for 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 you know for deeds and for benefit of their worldly affair they don't they are they understand that this is a relationship between themselves and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are not oppressing people through this and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he tells us that when you are when you have faith deep faith in your heart Allah becomes your wali he becomes your protector and he says this so beautifully in Surah Baqarah. He says, Allah is the protector of those people who have faith. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? The, the darkness of, of, you know, of that stress and that anxiety or the worry that you have. When you have faith, Allah says, 
Allah takes you out from that darknesses and Allah brings you to the light. And Allah says that those people who disbelieve, then Allah has made it that their that their awliya, that their protector is all of these tahut, all of these false gods who takes them away from the light into the darknesses. Now look at the precise words that Allah uses. Allah says it very directly. Allah is the protector of those who have faith. It is your faith that brings that safety, that tranquility, that complete and total protection in Allah subhanahu, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if, uh, in Allah from all of the unrest and anxiety that you might be feeling. So when you are implementing faith, you are enlivening it through your deeds, your behavior. You are implementing the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have the greatest ally. Now to understand this in a very, uh, in a current situation, which we are currently seeing right now, uh, subhanallah, the, the, the challenge that is going on in the Red Sea, the challenges that are going on uh, with Israel and, 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 the, and the, the war with Palestine. Subhanallah, we see what is happening, beloved listeners. One important point that is happening is that right now it's only about building allies we see that the the uh, you know the secretary of state is now traveling through the middle east speaking to each and every single one of the prime ministers the presidents the the the, the, the kings and different different people speaking to them for with what in with what intent to see who is their ally in the in in the expectation of war in the def, in the you know in the uh, if, if should it arise who are the people that are going to be on their side who is going to be having their back? Who is going to be their ally? And here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this, it, it's genuine fear right now, right? Fear that, that that war can escalate. And because it can escalate, subhanAllah, you know, the general populace is all worried about this war spilling over into other countries. And so they are all discussing who are our allies? Who are our allies? And here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, very, very precisely, He tells you and He tells I, He tells me, he says, Subhanallah, Allah, who ladina amanu, Allah, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Azza wa Jalla Jalla Shaknu, Allah is the ally and the protector of his people. And by virtue of Allah's support, and by virtue of Allah's care, by virtue of Allah being there for you and being your representative, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes this misery and this darkness. He removes that unrest and that worry. But where does it come from? Where does it start from? How much of faith? That is where it is the key is where is the faith? Where is the the, the opening where, which will take you away from the darkness of all this unrest and worry? And take you to the light of hope, of tranquility, of stability, of contentment. And inevitably, because it is a promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will, without a doubt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, without a doubt, He will bring the stability and this peace. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in this ayah, and we are looking at all the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it comes to living a life that takes us away from the stress and the, and the, and the unrest of stress. And, and in the challenges that we face, right? Uh, when it comes to our anxiety and our depression, etc. Allah does something quite unique. Is Allah shows you a, 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 a an opposite, right? He tells you about the people of faith and he tells you the, about the people who, are, who don't have faith, right? And he speaks about the people of Iman taking Allah, but because of their faith, they take, Allah becomes their wali, as opposed to the kuffar 
who they take the non-believers they take all of their their you know their gods and their false gods they take them to be them their protectors so this means that they are going to shaitan and all the accomplices of shaitan and they are taking they're trying to get assistance from shaitan as opposed to people of iman who are taking from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now this is an integral point to our understanding of anxiety and worry and depression and subhanallah you know this the they remove us from the landscape of security and they take you to anxiety this is one of the tools of shaitan and you know constantly placing a person in psychological unrest misery and you fight to find people and this happens so constantly that it's actually scary that you have young people who have everything that they have you have professional people who have the most successes the most successes and yet you find them committing suicide yet you find them and subhanallah these people are going through untold misery untold unrest and subhanallah this is as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is that it's because they are going towards the shayateen what happens is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it or the shayateen are taking them out they're from that peace and that calmness and that tranquility of faith they are going into this darkness of anxiety unrest and psychological misery and there are many many other verses when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know he speaks about all of these instructions these promises when allah wants us to contemplate them and allah wants us to understand that people are we are as human beings we are going to go through these tests we are going to find that we are we have unrest in our heart we are going to feel this depression that might you know eat us alive at times but what we have to ask ourselves is these these elements are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if they are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the cure is created by Allah and if Allah promises that he has created shifa only mafis sudur he has created a specific cure for what is in your heart so now the question is how do we get that cure are we understanding why we go through this test these tests are we understanding that it is only faith of iman that can get us through these tests and so when we when we look at these definitive promises of allah they are not left to your mind and my mind they are not left out there they are so specific when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks and he tell sorry he tells us and he promises us that you do this you have faith and i will become your wali you are you know this quran will be a shifa for what is in your chest how does the quran treat man and how will this protect us now that's the question so if you have these kind of um sicknesses where you are going through anxiety will reading the quran alone will that suffice it if you have this can we use the quran itself to treat depression what are the means of the quran so these are questions that we have to answer and inshallah over the coming weeks we are going to be answering each and every one of them in detail for right now we are going into the very 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 important discussion of understanding the reality of life versus not understanding the reality of life now when we looked at um when we looked at the causes of depression one of the the first and the main cause that we spoke about that we mentioned last week was when a person does not know the reality of life and subhanallah beloved sisters and beloved listeners we get we get young people we get old people we get people we are all of us at some time or the other we get caught up we get caught up in moments and there's a beautiful incident in the life of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
when Umar radiallahu anhu saw Nabi Sallallahu body marked with, you know, with the, with the bedding that he was sleeping on, and he cried. You know, he cried looking at Nabi Sallallahu because he felt that he is the Prophet of Allah, he should live in comfort, he should have more, he should have this, you know. And Nabi Sallallahu you know, explained to him, this is not our focus. Our focus is not this world. Our focus is the Akhirah. So, yeah, when we are looking at um, knowing the reality of life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his kalam, in his beautiful, beautiful Quran, Allah has presented remedies to us. And Allah's remedy is that we have to do a few things. And one of the few things that we have to do is, is that we have to start focusing on our understanding. What is it that we un- understand in order to be able to treat? So if you look at the, 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 the kitab of Allah, the Quran, we have to keep these causes in mind and we have to now understand how we are going to bring it into our life. So, let's look at a person who goes to sleep at night. And that person is a safe and sound, this person is fast asleep. When he opens his eyes in the morning and instead of finding himself in his bedroom, he, in the house where he fell asleep, he finds himself in a, in a train or in a car or in a, an airplane and he's on his way to a different destination. And he looks to the right and he looks to the left of him. Nothing is familiar to him. He does not know about the direction in which he is going in. He doesn't even know the outcome that he's going to. And subhanAllah, you know, he can you imagine the kind of, of state that person would be in? Regardless of whether that train is beautiful, regardless of whether that carriage is stunning, regardless of it, whether it was something he, he's been wanting to do his entire life, even if he has the most beautiful of views out of his window, the most aromatic of plants and roses, it doesn't make a difference. He will be full of anxiety. Where am I? How did I get here? Who put me here? Where am I? Where am I being taken? What decision has been made about me? So he is worried because irrespective of where he is, he needs to know the direction of what what is happening around him, what is happening to him. So there's no doubt that he will be overcome with anxiety regardless of whether he has entertainment and to understand this even more deeply if you have to put a man on a ship in the middle of the ocean and grant him five star cruise ship he doesn't know where the ship is going to he doesn't know how many days he's going to be out there he will not be able to enjoy the, the, the immense pleasures in that cruise ship because he is not his heart is not at rest his heart is not feeling that safety and that ease. So all these entertainments might distract him. You know, he might get caught up into it for a few minutes. Like, wow, I'm here on this beautiful ship, you know, for the first time on this train that has all of this beautiful view, etc. But after a few minutes, after a little bit, a little while, his heart will revert to the worry, the distress. Where am I? What am I doing? What's happening? Where am I going to? So when you actually look at this um you know this lifespan that you and i have this haya that allah has given us this life and this train can be representative of the life that we have and that ship for example is a representative of the life that we have and so how would your anxiety be if you don't know where you are heading to you don't know whether you know where you are, what's happening tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know what's going to, you know, whether you have enough wealth. You don't know if you're going to die. You don't know if you're going to live. Imagine that you open your eyes and you look at this life and you don't know anything about your origin. You don't know if there is, you know, whether you are going to live here for a certain amount of time. You don't know where you are going. 
So you could be, you know, the most well, the wealthiest person, or you could be the person who is in a state of poverty, but you could have all the beauty of an ocean in front of you or, the, or a beautiful city in front of you. And because you are extremely anxious and you are worried, you will not be able to understand. So we as human beings, we have this natural inclination to things that amuse us and, and give us, gives us these, you know, moments of, of fleeting joy. We love it. We love getting involved in going out for a meal. We love it. And it's not wrong if we are doing it in moderation. But what tends to happen is we get caught up in lahwi. We get caught up in this amusement. When we get so caught up into it and so distracted into it, but then eventually, eventually the soul and the nafs desires to know where am I going, what am I doing, what is happening to me. And so when you are young, you might be caught up in all of life's amusements. But as you, you know, age and as you go through the different seasons of life, you then ask yourself these questions. You don't know what is, what is going to happen to me. What is going to happen when I die? How is my life going to be? And so, subhanAllah, we find that as you get closer and closer to your final destination, the worry increases. And so all of us then get afraid to leave this world. And sometimes you are young and Allah blesses you with this worry and you now need to create this reality. What is the reality? Is the reality of my life, you know, I, I, I'm born, I go, have some joy, go to school, you know, get, go to madrasa, go have a lovely afternoon, go for holidays, go here, go to Maldives, go to Turkey, come back, buy this, cook that, look, and then die? Is that it? Is that the whole focus of it? Or has, does my life have something deeper? Do I understand what is the reality of life? And subhanAllah, when we start to understand the reality of life, we understand that you are going to move away from a path of sadness and depression because the reality is pushing you. So what is the first thing? Is to believe in the creator of the universe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created it all. And you and I have to know who is it that created this universe? Why did they create this universe? And all the scientific evidence of why Allah created it. If you start to learn about why Allah made it, how Allah made it, how beautifully, how fantastically Allah has created this earth, this universe, your intellect will be nourished and your iman will grow. And subhanAllah, you have faith and you believe in Allah because then you realize how tiny you and I are. How massive and how great is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the first, first cure. When a person is going through unrest and worry and fear and anxiety, is how much do you understand of Allahu Akbar? Allah is greater. And when you can understand the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can understand how he can become your wali in totality. In totality, how he becomes your protector in totality. And so when we start to maximize faith on ourselves and maximize faith on our own well-being, we are constantly trying to get people to believe in us. We are trying to believe in us and our abilities. We think that it is us and our abilities that will save us. But in reality, in reality, it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understanding his creation of the universe, understanding how he has perfected creation that gives you that feeling of 
I am actually quite small in this tapestry of who my Allah is, subhanAllah. Now, in the second one is, you all, you and I, we have faith, we have iman, we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do have this faith in Allah. But when I was reading the ayahs when we started off, you start to pay attention to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. You start to pay attention to the little the messages He gives, the promises He gives. Your faith becomes a whole journey of what did my Allah promise me? You, you, the world tells you do this and you will be successful. Do that and your life will be good. Do this, etc., etc., etc. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Quran is overflowing with tender, affectionate, soothing, soothing addresses. Allah tells you, oh my ibad, oh my beloved servants. Allah says, do, you know, be this, be kind, be like this, do this, do that. SubhanAllah, He tells you, be from amongst the good ones, be from amongst the do-gooders. And you'll find that, that when you have faith in Allah, know His ayah, know His promises, know His statements, and you find how your, you know, you see how your heart just eases. And we've seen this recently, Subhanallah, in the uh, as the the mu'minin, the believers, as they are getting daily, 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 they are getting information. This person has died. This person has passed away. This person has passed away. This person has been killed. This person is a shaheed. And you just say, Hasbuna, Hasbuna Allah, Hasbuna Allah, Hasbuna Allah, Hasbuna Allah. Allah is sufficient for us. So these statements, they're not small statements. They're big ones. They're massive ones. They, they give you this massive comfort. Why? Because these are the words of Allah that Allah has chosen and Allah has perfected so that you can perfect your faith, subhanAllah, right? And you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells, He speaks to us and He tells us, He says, we created man from the purest kind of clay. Then we made him into a, a drop. And then we formed the drop into a cloth and formed the cloth into a lump and formed the lump into bones and then clothed the bones to flesh. And then we brought him into being as another creature. Blessed is Allah. What does Allah say? الخالقين, how blessed is Allah that He has created us in such a beautiful form. And then you know what Allah says that after He brings you into this perfect form, then Allah says, Then after that, you become You are then, you're going to, with a certainty, you will die. So on the day of Qiyamah, then with a certainty on the day of Qiyamah you will be resurrected. So Allah is now answering your questions. That you must understand your existence, your story of your existence, who you are in this grand tapestry of life. Know that you started off as little nothing and you are going to go through this, but understand that there is no doubt. And so once you understand that, once you understand that it's you know that they we are part of a bigger story subhanallah then your anxiety and your depression and your sadness starts to fit in i need to start fitting into the bigger story and not into the everyday worries that i might have now allah subhanallah tells you these words and they sound very you know difficult but then he gives you a tender address and allah says to us he says that oh people yeah insan oh people you are toiling you're working so hard and what are you doing it you're doing it to go to Allah and you will meet him 
without a doubt you will meet him. And then Allah says, and Allah says, as for those people who are given their books in their right hands, then they will be given an easy reckoning. And so Allah gives us this comfort of the work that you are putting in, the effort that you are putting in, though in the, you know each thing that you are overcoming, each challenge, that obstacle that you're overcoming, one day you are going to meet your Allah. Don't think that it is in vain. Understand that this is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-Inshiqaq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this. In another part, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As for those people who are given their books in their right hands, They will have this, you see, this easy reckoning. And they will return to their family in all of this happiness. So, beloved listeners, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, He is directing our attention on knowing the reality of life, understanding the reality of life, understanding who we are and the functions and the tasks we have. When we start to have this deep desire that, Ay Allah, I, am deep, I want to meet you, I want to get to you, everything starts to fall into place, subhanAllah, right? And so Allah asks us and He wants to take out the doubt that is in my head and your, my mind and your mind. Allah says, أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ Do you think أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا That we have created you and we, we have created you how? Do you think we created you in vain, in amusement? And that you are not going to be returned to us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to understand that the whole purpose of being on this earth is the ruju', it is the return to Allah. So when you've got that, when you've got that understanding, irrespective of whether you're worried about your children schooling and buying school bags and making sure they've got lunch boxes and now you're running and you're doing this and you're doing that, everything must gear you towards the akhirah, the life of the akhirah, life of the world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's kitab tells us a story and he tells us a story of Allah's creation from the beginning of time and Allah tells us how to conduct ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarifies to us why. All the time you have to ask yourself why. Why are we on this earth? Why? Allah is making it clear. He's making it clear that every man lives in this world for the sake of work and effort. You are striving, not for my children, not for my husband, not for my my husband, a husband for his wife, not for any other reason. You are striving for your Allah. You are striving and you are making this effort. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the reward is not for today. The reward is tomorrow. Allah is telling us, Allah is telling us that you are living here, you are striving here, and you are going to die. You are going to experience and you will taste death. And what will happen? And you will be paid your wages in full on the day of Qiyamah. So when we understand this, when we understand that this beauty in this life, the beauty of, you know, of the test of this life, the struggle of our lives, is for the 
ultimate objective, the, the return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now your schooling falls into place. Your your marriage falls into place. Your child, your relationship with your children falls into place. You might have a relationship with them where it's based on, I do this for me and you must do this for me and I'm so kind to you. When they turn that around and you say, Ya Allah, I look after my children, I look after my spouse, I look after my home, I look after every relationship because these are my struggles that I do for, for an eternal recompense with you. It shifts the mind completely and it allows us to move from the feeling of living for this world as opposed to living for the akhirah. And inshallah, we will end on that note. Allahumma la aisha illa aishul akhirah. Allahumma la aisha illa aishul akhirah. Oh Allah, there is no life except the life of the akhirah. Oh Allah, there is no life except the life of the akhirah. Oh Allah, we ask you to allow us to live a life that is worthy, a life that is worthy of moving towards the return to you and not getting caught up in living on this world. Fatabarakallahu ahsan al-khaliqeen. Jazakallah khair for joining me today on Hayatun Tayyibah. Beloved listeners, inshallah we'll chat again tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Barakallahu alaykum. Assalamu alaykum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.